Appreciate you listening. Spending your Sunday afternoon. We, uh, we have, we, do we have a whopping, the Vikings have a whopping three, did you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we scored a massive kick. A massive kick. And then the other team has? 13, so they missed a kick. So that's, <laughs> that's something for us. Oh, good gravy. We're not surprised. What is the worst, what is worse than having one baby screaming? Um, having six babies screaming and you live in Alaska. Ding, 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 ding. You live in Alaska. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Yeah, it's having two babies screaming or three babies screaming or four. So that was a good answer. There you go. There, yeah, that is, that's, that's not fun when that happens. It's just a lot of babies. That was New Year's for my fam. The, was it? Yeah. Well, there was just um, many children who were under like five and they um, were all having fun with multiple dogs running around. Ah. And everyone's friendly, but it's chaotic. Oh, yeah, exactly. And sometimes the pot can get stirred, though. I mean, it gets to be too much craziness. And either the dogs start, you know, poking at each other too hard, or the kids start poking Danny. It's time to everybody sit down. We kept having to separate Stanley because um, he would cause problems with the dynamics of the other dogs because mm-hmm. one of them was determined to, well, um, stake his claim or claim his power he kept humping stanley oh, and it would cause all the other dogs to go into a yep. frenzy <laughs> yep yep yeah that's crazy so stanley had to be on timeout sometimes well, that's good though that you recognize because many homes would not and then something would start going bad and there would be a fight you know that's the thing it's so. just you know things were fine to a time but just you they know when that one dog got got on stanley all the other dogs would kind of get a little bit too riled up yep yep so stanley has to go take a nap yeah there you go <laughs> nothing wrong with that Okay, let's go back and talk to Christine. Mm-hmm. Hey, Christine, you still with us? Yes, hi. Uh, all right, okay. Okay, now, one thing that you got to read, re- with everybody breeding everything to, do, you know, poodles, the big uh, common thread is that people don't want a dog that sheds, all right? That's the main reason, but there's no guarantees that you could have a litter of 10 pups and five shed and five don't, okay? There's no guarantees. And so you don't get it for the reason of that. And some people, they want the poodle cross uh, for allergies, there's no guarantees. It could be the same thing. Five you would not be allergic to, and five of the other rest of them you would be. Okay, and you're now with the calmness because of your. You said you got a nine, seven, a five year old. Okay, right. And that, so one thing you got to realize is golden doodles are notorious from swing, for swinging from the chandeliers. Okay, yeah, they're a happy dog, but they're a lot of energy. They're very smart. They're very clever. If you weren't looking for the calmness, then you just go with a golden retriever. Because they are calm and they're silly, but they make excellent kid dogs, right? If you get buy them from a good breeder, obviously not a backyard breeder or whatever type thing. But the thing is, is that you know everybody wants to get these crosses, and at any time you could have a poodle brain talking, and you can have a, a golden retriever talking, and sometimes you get them both talking at the same time, okay? Because you know when you cross any breed, you know like uh, they're crossing everything with doodles. You know whether it be a labradoodle, golden doodle, burner doodle, you know uh, spring a doodle, sheep a doodle. There, everything's doodles out there. All right, mm-hmm. and but the whole thing is, is that when you get this age of kids, first, uh, second of all, t- or, well, back up. When you go and get a puppy with kids this age, okay, puppies are relentless. You know, they jump, those needle teeth shred clothes, they wreck skin, and then all of a sudden you got kids going, ah, this isn't so fun anymore. I don't like this dog. All right, my advice to you is, if you have you had a dog at all at any time for these kids? Yeah. Yep. We've had. 
multiple dogs. Uh, of course, the nine-year-old has been exposed to uh, dogs other than this one, the younger ones, maybe not so much. But, okay. Yeah, okay. We've, we've always had a dog, and um, we lost our, our fur child in the last year or so, and okay. we're looking to probably get a new friend this summer. Okay. And so, uh, so like I said, I try to uh, steer people away, like I said, again, with this age of kids, especially the five-year-old, is to get like uh, like a year-and-a-half, two-year-old dog because now they're starting to get rid of that puppy stage and now you know how big they are and who they are and if they even like kids. Everybody buys a puppy thinking they're going to grow up with the kids and everybody's going to get along. No. that There is no guarantees if you get a puppy that a puppy is going to get along. It just depends on how the family dynamics work, how the parents parent so that the dogs uh, are not, you know, like you can see the the dog or the pup is trying to get away because the kids are being over. Ah! Okay. They got to learn to, you know, like respect the dog's face and space and such like that mm-hmm. and have fun with them. But anyway, so like I said, the, the golden doodles that you've probably seen out there. Yeah, there's a lot of great golden doodles out there, but I also see the side of the dogs that are nuts. All right. And that's why there's so many golden doodles in the system, because a lot of people can't deal with that energy level. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, like I say, if you want the calmness and respectfulness, then get, get, just get a golden retriever because they don't shed that much. You know, to keep a dog's coat in condition. You could take a, uh, the dog every 10 weeks in to be groomed. You know, they just give him a bath and then they blow the coat out. Okay, and then everything's fine. You know, so you don't have to try to get a dog that does not shed. If you take care of the dog's coat accordingly, that you could have a lot less uh, of what's going on. But anyway, so the whole thing is when you have, you know, like I say, the unpredictability, because when you cross two breeds, like I say, you've got the golden retriever side, which is silly and calm, but there's silliness. And then when you cross it with the doodle, you get a silly smart dog that has balls to the wall. <laughs> Whereas, let's go! <laughs> okay, and then, like I say, when, and puppies puppies are nuts. You know, they're the attention span of a, fl- uh, a flea, um, as far a gnat, I should say. A, attention span of a gnat until they get to be about a year and a half, too. You know, you've had dogs before, so you can understand them, but you also the breeds that you've had are more uh, reserved. You know, dog breeds are not like... <laughs> All right. And so, like I say, if you want the calmness, just go get a golden retriever. But then the thing is, is that uh, talk to your local vets. Don't get one online or whatever type thing. Never, ever say, well, you know, I'll save you the trip. I'll meet you halfway at this gas station. Never yeah, that's do that. That's happened to us in the past. Yeah. yeah, yeah, never do that. You want to see where that dog is being. But then they've gotten pretty good at it, too, where they will hire a family and bring the dogs to that family. So you go to this house and you think, hey, look at this. Smell the dog. If the dog smells like he'd been kept in a barn, (laughs) guess what? It's a a setup. Uh, But like I said, that sounds so goofy. But like I say, smell the dog. That'll tell you where he's been living. If he's living in filth or if he's actually living in a home. All right. But like I said, don't ever, ever, you know, you should always be able to go see. uh, You should always be able to see the mom if you're getting a puppy. And then what's the mom like? Is the mom like reserved, a little spooky, kind of shy? Yeah, walk away from that litter. All right. If you get to see the dad and the mom, that's a plus. You know, who are they? You know, are they receptive to your petting or do they back off and kind of like, yeah, get out of my face? Or with the litter that you're looking at, you know, they won't let you see the mom and the dad. That screams that the mom and dad is not a good dog. But here are these cute little puppies that will grow up to be what mom and dad are. 
All right. Mm-hmm. And so, like I say, you, there's a lot. I can walk away from a litter of puppies. People hire me once in a while to go out to a litter and, and help them pick it out. And there's been times I've walked in. I wasn't even there 10 minutes. They were going. And they look at me like, what? I said, uh-uh, you do not want for, want one from here. All right. And so that's the thing is I'm looking at the person I'm, I'm, that's going to be buying the puppy. I'm knowing them. You know, I've got, I already asked them a lot of questions about their lifestyle and blah, blah, what they like to do. And so I'm looking for a certain personality. They want a particular breed. Okay, but now I'm looking for the personality that will fit into what they do. And that's what you've got to do is that you got you have a personality to work with. Not all, all Goldens are calm and respectful. Okay, some of them are a little bit, nah, not nice. And some of them are like, bah! but the general rule, most Goldens are pretty calm and pretty easy. Right. Mm-hmm. And so and like the poodles, the poodles are very, oh, what do you want to call it? You know, uh, grand. They, they almost have this air about them that, you know, I'm cool and you're not. <laughs> and, but they are so smart that you can oh, you have the world when you got a poodle. I've taken several tests on what breed should you have according to what I expect out of a dog. And every test have always told me I had I should for what I expect out of a dog I should get a standard poodle, and anyway, but I'm just not into all the grooming. That's another thing. You get yourself a uh, golden doodle compared to just a golden retriever. A golden doodle has to be groomed at least every eight to ten weeks, and and if you have to do it right in between time so that the undercoat doesn't get matted, so you got to add in the grooming fee. And I'd say right now I'm just I'm not a groomer, but just offhand, I'd say the average groomer probably asks at least a hundred plus for a groom of a golden doodle. Okay, if the coat's in good condition, where you've been really good that the coat hasn't gotten matted, you know, down to the skin. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So now they have to shave your dog. Boy, that's a whole nother ball game on that. You know, so add in the extras. But now if you just got a golden retriever, then like I say, they don't get that knotted coat and there's not so much to take care of and not so much of the buzzing and all this kind of stuff. So, so you just got to weigh it all out. But like I said, I'm not a, I'm not a fan because of any time I was lucky enough. My Ben was a, a shepherd husky mix. And I said I would never own a husky because they are very independent. They don't like staying in their yard very much. They like to go roaming. That's who they are. That's fine. But I don't, for a farm, I don't want that. But here I was lucky with Ben, and that's why I got him, is that he had the shepherd brain. He was just into a typical shepherd. Whereas, where are you going, Mom? I'm right behind you, you know? And so and if you knew shepherds, you knew he wasn't all shepherd. Because only if you really knew shepherds, you knew he had something else in him, and you could tell that it was a husky. But anyway... um, so that's what you just got to look at and how, like you say, where to find these dogs. Talk to veterinarians. Talk to groomers. Groomers are huge. Hey, groomers in your area. Hey, you know, you've been grooming, grooming and what, if you're still going to stay with the Golden Doodles? Okay, can you get me some names, some numbers, you know what I mean, of dogs you like, you know, that were really good when they're being groomed? Or at the vet, dogs that were really good. You know, maybe you can get some breeder numbers through there. So that's the best thing. Don't go online and type in breeders for Golden, or golden Retrievers. Don't do that. The, the best breeders out there have a list already of people that want their dogs because their dogs are so good. But the whole thing is you can get on that list or you can maybe find one, a secondhand one that they bred that they just, you know, or maybe it was being showed and they just want it to be a family dog now. So there's a lot of options here. Okay. Okay. Does that make any yes, sense? Sir. Does that help you? It does. Yes. Thanks. Oh. And oh. I'm interested in that point you made about meeting halfway our, our German Shepherd. 
honestly, I think the love of my life, he was one of those puppies where we met halfway and <laughs> it was sketchy, but I ended up loving that dog quite a bit. And I just wonder what he grew up in. So yeah, that's yeah. an interesting point. Yep. Yep. No, it is. Well, I'm glad you had the love of your life. Cause boy, I've had, I was lucky enough to have two in my life. I loved them all, but there's two that just took a bigger piece of my heart. So yeah. Okay. Kiddo Tate, thank you for listening. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Good luck. Bye. Okay, why can't a bicycle stand up? Why can't a bicycle stand up? I love Cher. From the very first, I followed her from the very, very beginning of Sonny and Cher. When they used to have their TV show, the you know, the birth of their daughter. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I even know what she, I can't remember when she did the change. What did the daughter, did she change her name to what? I can't remember. Uh... <sighs> You can I can picture her as plain as yesterday, because she, she was uh, Crystal. No, Lord, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't remember know when either. all that happened. But uh, yeah, but anyways, but the thing is, is that that share how she can invent herself. I know she's probably had a lot of work done on her face, but her voice, and I know they can do a lot with think. You know, when you sing, they can enhance it. You, you know, but well, believe was the that's Lori's fun fact is that's the first song that used auto tune. Like on a professionally mixed, like top 100 track. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But like I said, I've, I've always admired Cher. I mean, she's just. Uh, she's got a magnetic personality. Yes. And, and such a great live performer. Yeah. 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 No. And then, of course, what she wears. Everybody can't wait for a costume change. Yeah, talk about an icon. <laughs> it's like, now what's she going to do? <laughs> so that's, it's pretty, pretty good. Okay. Why can't a bicycle stand up? Uh,. It has two wheels. I don't know. I was trying to think of some funny quip in response to this. Because it's too tired. <laughs> See, that one I do like. Tired. Why can't a bicycle stand up? Because it's, it's too, too tired. tired. There you go. There you go. Oh, well, I still like that meat one. Meat patty. <laughs> meat patty. <laughs> so funny. Oh, well. Uh, okay. Uh, getting back to what we were talking about. As far as you know, uh, breeds, you know, the doodles are being crossed, poodles are being crossed with everything, and everything's doodle. And most people don't know how to keep the coat upright, so your groomers hate you. <laughs> and so, uh, heads up to groomers when you get the doodles in, can you please show the people what brushes to use, but then how to use them correctly to make your job easier? Please take the time to do that, right? And then for people that have the doodles, learn how to do it, do it right, all right? Because uh, it will make the difference between um, when you call up for an appointment. Well, let's see, can you come in uh, April 2024? <laughs> and you, you're in January. <laughs> and, you know, because they're not going to take the time. They're not going to tell you they're not going to work on your dog. And also, too, folks, it's not the groomer's uh, uh place to train your dog okay you've got to work with your dog so it can be groomed all right you start it out my best friend has a golden doodle and she learned her lesson within the first month because she was doing you know regular like as as she was told like regular trips to the groomers the one time she goes to the groomers and they had a matting issue and in order to take it out uh they they charged her another an extra like hundred dollars or something Mm -hmm. and she was like well, <laughs> yep. now I know. <laughs> yep. And that's the thing. You can't just groom the back and the sides. You know, they're every place, the behind the ears, the ears, da 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 But going back to doodles, they're not recognized by AKC. So there is mm-hmm. no uh, registration for them. So there is no um, uh, standard 
So you can get a. I've seen golden doodles that look like a corgi. Okay, I've seen go. I've seen burner doodles that look like a sheet uh, suit body. Okay, and then I've seen burner doodles that are uh, like cross between the standard poodle and the, where they're st- they're tall and mm-hmm. they're very easy going and such like that. I've seen them in all stages, and and, and uh, there was one class I had two, three burner doodles in. Okay. And one was, it looked like a corgi, you know, a little short thing, a little shih tzu type thing. And it was like, then there was a medium-sized one, and then there was the big. Like, that's yeah, what I've only bur- ever met the big ones. And that's what a burner doodle should look like if you're going to cross the two, right? But when they start, you know, fussing around with grow- making them minis, a lot of things come into that. And where their head's going to be is anybody's guess. Because when you start farting around like that, all right? And so as far as breeding. And so that's why you got to remember they're not standardized, which is a good and a bad thing. Sometimes when you have the standards, they're breeding for the standards and not the brain, not what who that dog is mentally. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just looking for the perfect body style for it. But the brain is kind of out to lunch, all right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that it is. <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. And uh, so that's why, like, uh, what's, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, essentially, yeah, that uh, because doodles as an inherent crossbreed and, you know, the popularization of crossbreeds, they're not standardized by the AKC, which makes them really attractive to scammer breeders and yep. people who want to take advantage of these dogs. Yep. Because... In a lot of cases, like theoretically, oh, I want a really good dog, so I'm going to call the AKC and get like a list of breeders in my area for that breed, and then I'm going to go visit them individually, talk to the people who own them, and select based off that. That's what I would like recommend for anyone who's looking at dogs Mm -hmm. who are registered within these kennel clubs and stuff. But when you are talking about doodles and these crossbreeds, you don't have that. No. So you're starting from kind of scratch, going based on personality. And, and, well, this is kind of the general problem with, again, mixing these doodles, is that everyone, I think, hears Golden Doodle, and they think, Golden Retriever with perks. <laughs> it's a Golden Retriever and a Poodle. And a Poodle is a very crazy dog. They're super, like, like stoic, like you yes. said, kind of, yep. like, have an arrogance about them. Yeah. But I think what that comes across is, is they're really quiet. Um, if they don't like that you're doing something... They're giving very small body language signals that they don't like something right. until they snap because they told you in their way. Yes. But they're more quiet about yep. that. They're very not going to loudly bark and growl. Right. And that can be scary around young people or people <laughs> not familiar with dog behavior. Yeah, that's very true. And so that's the thing is that you have to understand the breed that you are interested in. And then when you cross to two, what brain is coming in? And see, when they miniature size something, they go into another breed to get the height down. Okay, just like that Bernadoodle that I saw. I, 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 cutest little thing you ever saw. Oh, my Lord, was he cute. He was about six months. And uh, I, I, when he came to the door, I'm like, when I looked at my paper, like, and I looked at him like, well then, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you don't want to, you know, you don't want to burst the people's thing. Whereas, yeah, there's something else in here. This isn't uh, total burn a doodle, <laughs> you know. But, but well, it's a miniature. Well, they have to breed something else to be able to get it down to a certain size. And then when you're doing those, and this is where genetic comes in. Okay, and I'm not a genetic by no means person, but it just I'm using common sense is that what they do is that when they want to imprint a certain thing, like a certain color, a certain, you know, size. Yeah, yes. Okay, they breed 
mother, son, father, daughter. They do a lot of inbreeding, and that really messes with the mind. But, hey, you got a question? Give a holler. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. The YMCA presents... This year, I'm going to eat nothing but kale. Ah, the kale sandwich. Between two slices of kale and a side of kale washed down with a kale smoothie? That's not going to work. Why not join the Y and try a steady approach to your wellness? Starting with a free fitness assessment and $0 enrollment through January to help you kale your goals realistically. Did you just make a kale pun? Kale, yeah, I did. Join now at ymcanorth.org. It's looking really dark outside. Like it's you know, like you know, this was summer months. You think a uh, rain's coming in? It must be snows coming because it looks awful dark than normal. Super high humidity, so you're not far off. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. We're gonna see. Oh, we didn't do a what? But the big thing, like, go back to what we were talking about before we went to break was the genetics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. And and it used to be, you know, uh, people. I'm not into AKC dogs. I'm into my mutt mix, my mutts. Okay, is that I'm not sure of the protocol. I could be wrong on this because I didn't look it up before I decided I didn't know I was going to talk about it. <laughs> but anyway, it used to be that with AKC dogs, it had to be six gener five or six generations before you see the crossover. Okay, whereas, you know, in the same line, okay, the same names, okay, but now, if I'm not mistaken, it's three generations before you see the crossover, okay, whereas you can't do the mother, son, father, daughter thing to imprint a particular trait, and so, like I said, I'm not sure, so don't hold me to this, because I didn't look it up, you know, I'm technically inept when it comes to stuff like that, it, where I'm at now, it takes me a while to get there. There's an attempt to mitigate inbreeding, yeah. essentially. <laughs> yeah, and so that's the thing is, is that, and that's what people don't realize, we're, we're, uh, there's a lot of pretty looking dogs out there, but then what do they have for the, you know, the brain? You know, what, what, you know, how much breeding do they do to get that dog to look so pretty? And they, you know, an Irish Setter is a good example. The old Irish Setters, and that's what I started dog training with, was was my Rusty, and he was a he was a cross between the old field the field type Setter, and then what they call the new bench Setter, where they have all that hair. They look beautiful, yeah. you know. Okay, but the what those bench Setters, most of them can't find their way out of a paper bag. You know, I mean, they bred the instinct of hunting to a very minimal. Type thing. Whereas you got the field setters, you know, they're like, they're putting her in like in the Britney ish, you know, where here we are, here we are. Okay, where is it? Where is it? Well, but that's not necessarily a bad thing if you are interested in, in a, a setter, dog. but you don't want a hunting dog. Oh, exactly. No, that's what I mean, though. But you do, you know, there's, there's been dogs, people, hunters have gotten a lab and they showed a bird and the dog looks at the bird and he looks at you like, you want it, you get it. Yeah, just because <laughs> you, you got a lab doesn't mean you got a hunting dog. Exactly. And so that's the whole thing is you got to, you know, you got to, you got to be, uh, don't those brown eyes or blue eyes, whatever eyes, you know, those eyes of dogs can suck you into a lot of things, but go into it knowingly like, okay, you're going to have them for hopefully at least 12 years, if not more, you know, what, who's that personality is that conducive to our lifestyle? Okay. Okay. You can train them. But when lifestyle, the whole thing is, is that if you're a bookworm, you better not be getting a visa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Who's up? Well, first up, we have Natalie, who's got uh, two new pups in the house who are fighting it out. Oh no, Natalie! Yes, yes, they're my they're in my daughter's house, uh, not mine. Okay, yes, they're what kind of pups? They're they're a Bernese Mountain Dog and a Grand Pyrenees, and they had their names in for to breeders for these dogs, 
like two years before they got them. And then, of course, both breeders called them at the very same time, and they couldn't decline either one of them. They didn't want to, so they took both of these pups. Okay, how old are they now? They will be a year in January. Oh, okay. Are they fixed? Uh, They just got fixed the middle of December, thinking that it would help. Okay. And uh, it hasn't. It hasn't helped. They still, you know, they they fight like maybe once a week or twice a week, but they fight and draw blood. Okay. Now, are they both boys, girls? What are we? They're both boys. Okay, both boys. Okay. And then, now, have they had them both since they were a pup? Yep. Okay, and and then now everything has just kind of been going. Had the pups always gone after each other, and it's just escalated now, or what's going on? No, they didn't until I'd say maybe two months ago, or like maybe in the fall. Okay, and um, and at first it was over food, so they fed them separately. Good. Um, put some outside, you know, one outside, and then the other eight, and then vice versa. Okay. And then if they were outside together, they were okay, and they only fought inside. Oh, okay. The house okay. for, for okay. some reason. Now, um, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, so now if they're outside, usually everything gets along fine, but when they come inside, that's when the ta- the scales start getting tipped? Right, right. Okay. And not all the time. I mean, they play good together, and they... Uh, sleep well and to, you know and stuff mm-hmm. but like i said maybe once or so a week i mean they go at it so bad that that the so, humans my yeah. daughter and son-in-law can yep. hardly get them apart right. and it's dangerous for the humans oh too, you got that you know? right yep you got that right yeah okay first of all what uh, people the great pyrenees is a breed that is a total independent breed. They don't like people and they don't like other dogs because they're bred to be out in the field, whether they're guarding two sheep or 50,000 sheep. That's their job, okay? They don't take mm. direction well. And they're always looking for something to guard, <laughs> all right? Something that they are responsible for, no matter if you get them as a puppy or whatever type thing, okay? And so, and okay. then you've got the Burtonese Mountain Dogs that is more easygoing, you know, but. But, you know, now they're what they were bred for uh, is, you know, to be a helper type thing. And my guess, it probably would be the Pyrenees that will start most of it. I could be wrong, but I bet you it's a pure. That's for the fact yeah. that, for that, like I said, they're bred to be by themselves, not to be pack of a, be part of a pack. But th- with that said, you've got to understand if the leadership in the pack, if the dogs always get along outside and there's nothing, you know, no, you know, eating each other outside then it tells me within the pack that your daughter and there's might not be enough leadership and so that the great peer has to figure out well i guess i better take over this leadership because nobody's doing it very well do you know if they have done any kind of training with them well they've got them signed up to both go to training um within the next couple weeks and they're hoping that 
it's a six week training for both of them. Okay. That so, they'll be away from the house and at the training. Oh no, you don't want to do that. That's a waste of your money. Because the thing is is oh, that really? Oh gosh, yeah. And the reason is is because it's expensive. Okay, well, yeah, think. I could be sitting really pretty and probably have homes in three continents if I did a boarded train. Okay. But the thing is uh, is that I'm a smart I'm a I'm I have a conscious. <laughs> I can get a dog to do anything, okay? But I'm not a dog trainer. I'm a people trainer. I've got to train you to get the best from your dog. They're going to be very disappointed. They're going to spend all this money, and then they're going to come home, and within two weeks, it's it's right back where you started from because they need to be trained. It's not that I train your dog, and then I give them back to you and show you how to do it. I give you, like, the instruction manual. Okay, I built Mm -hmm. the respect and trust with those dogs. They did not. All right. And so the thing is, is that it's a total, total waste of money. But and like I say, to me, it's like, okay, I'm going to give you this and I want this well-behaved dog when I get back. Yeah, ain't going to happen. All right. Not going to happen. And then you're that much poorer (laughs) is what it is. And there again, like I said, you don't technically train a great Pyrenees. What you do is you understand them and you work with them. It's not me master you dog by no means, all right? And so the thing okay. is is that you have to handle them correctly and that what they do well is to get to, uh, like there's great peer clubs around the, you know, Twin Cities and that. Get in with them mm-hmm. and help them understand the mindset of a peer and then how they can work for everybody to work together as a team, okay? And also, okay. too, you don't want the two dogs going to the same spot. Anytime a house has multiple dogs and they want to train them at the same time, then I say, okay, you come, you know, the first, you know, like the, the first set of classes, okay? Uh-huh. And then now you sign up for the next set of class with the other one. I never want dogs are in the same household in the same class because then they're looking for each other and they're not paying attention to the owners. All right. Oh, I want that okay. when that dog walks into my facility, that is just that dog and that human and he doesn't know anybody else. So he has to pay attention okay. to that human. All right. But if they're okay. expecting that they're going to, by sending them to this uh, school, that they're going to mm-hmm. get back, you know, these dogs that are going to get along, you are solely mistaken. All right. It okay. is it is not going right. to be like that's that. And so that's why okay. but what they need to do is talk to people with great peers. And then, like I said, I don't know, are, are they a, uh, are they a family? Are they in the cities, in the country? What are they? Yeah, they're in the um, they're in the Hudson area and they're in a, you know, they have like three and a half, four acres okay. on there. OK. It's not in the country and it's not in the city. Okay, okay, yeah, because there again, like I said, the great peer would do well just being outside, being an outside dog mm-hmm. and coming in once in a while. And whereas the, the great peer, the, uh, the uh, Bertonese would be happy to be a family couch dog, okay? Uh-huh. Because outside uh-huh. the peer gets to just kind of hang out. Yay, what are we doing out here, all right? And then uh, okay. is, and he's kind of taking care of his own self. But there again, every personality is different. They do well to get into the great peer club and talk to people that have them and understand the breed to help them understand to work with this dog, not me master okay. you dog. Okay? Okay. And, but uh-huh. by them being more, tell them to read the book Canine Body Language. Canine okay. Body Language. So they can learn Canine to read body. the dog before and where they're popping thought bubbles before all hell breaks loose. All right? Okay. If the... um. The, the structure within the pack, if the humans are deemed good uh, leaders, you won't have dissension amongst the ranks, all right? They, they will okay. try, 
but then by you, because they respect you, because you built that relationship. Ah, uh-uh, hey, you behave, you behave. So before you know it, you start you're under you're getting the pack to understand and to blend and work together as a team. Okay, it's not like okay. I say, me master you dog, knock it off, bad dog, shame on you. By no means uh-huh. is is because then if you amp it up, then that frustration spills over and the dogs are amped up, and now the pack pot is really being stirred and as guess of what's uh-huh. going to happen. So the humans have to learn to de-escalate and then mend, all right? Hey, you be nice. Okay. Okay, and uh, uh, come on, you're going to go outside for a little while. You take it easy. Okay, and food is always okay. a huge, huge problem. You know, uh, that's why anytime I have multiple dogs, I my dogs always got fed in their kennels. Okay, so then now I've got control and nobody can get sassy about their bowl. Some humans oh. have lucky about that. They can have, you know, eating, you know, they can eat in the same room and no scruffs. I don't want to find out because food is always a huge thing in the dog world. You're supposed to eat fast because somebody else might take it. And then they're looking around yeah. for other like, okay, now he's got some left. I'm going to go get that. Okay, most, that's uh-huh. the way dogs are bred. Some dogs are like that. Some dogs aren't. You know, some are just kind of like, yeah, he's done. I'm just going to walk away. I'm full. But some dogs are just mm-hmm. so food obsessive. They want everybody's bowl. And then that causes problems. Okay. Yeah, it has. Okay. Yep. So anyway, yeah. so yeah, have them. I would sorely, sorely, if you can say, you know what? Let's step back uh, and not go to send the dogs out to be trained. And let's just kind of okay. overlook and us become better owners and, and, and run our pack accordingly. And then, like I say, start out with understanding the great peers. Okay. Okay. And if okay, they want to call yeah. me, they're yeah. more than welcome to call me or listen to the podcast. You know, uh, Ellie puts this up right away so they can listen to it and hear what I have to okay. say. Okay? Okay, will do. Yes, thank you very much, Katie. A yeah. lot of good information here. Okay, good. Thank you very much for calling. Take care. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Why do the teddy bears say when it was offered dessert? What did the teddy bear say when it was offered dessert? Hey, Boy, did this two hours go fast? And it always does. That's why it's just like, I bet you I could, I could talk forever. You I know. Where's your third you, hour? Yeah, you couldn't tell that, could you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what did the teddy bear say when he was offered dessert? Uh, no, thanks. I'm stuffed. Bing, 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 bing. Got Perfect. It. No, thank you. I'm stuffed. <laughs> All right, that does it for another week of bad dad <laughs> jokes. What can I say? Now, one thing you brought up what, during break, because we always talk during break most of the time. But anyway, with the great peers, that personality, because they grow up in an environment and they're trying to find their job within that environment. And if they don't have a job, they either become wanderers uh, looking for a job. <laughs> you know, like, what can I protect here? Okay, or by, and by this couple taking and sending that dog out to be trained, you, what did you bring up? Well, just by breed standards, they're supposed to be put in a place, learn that place, and then find a role in that place. And so if you remove it to put it around other dogs, another authority figure, put more things in its head, and then put it back in that space six weeks later, if I've, I'm not sure if anything that would be anything but worse because it just have to readjust to that space. Bingo. Bingo, bingo. Ellie, you're so smart. Oh, thank you. I've learned a lot from yeah, you. Well, no, I don't think it's all me. I think you've got natural instincts. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you just instinctive. It makes common sense. You know what I mean? You kind of think on the side of the dog. You know, you understand that side. It's just not me human and conform to my human way of thinking. You truly understand them. That's good. Well, and so, but no, so, Katie, you're just being too nice. Well, no, seriously, it's, it's a rare talent. It really is. 
Look at me. I have a rare talent. I think like a dog. <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, but like I said, that great peers, people, like you said, too, off uh, air, is that for some reason, great peers are coming back. You didn't hear about it very much. And all of a sudden, they're, because mostly, you know, people that use them, they're farm people or ranch people for them to do their job, guard things, whether it's sheep, whether it's ducks, chickens, whatever. When they have a job and nary to do it, boy, they do it. And they don't need to be sitting on your couch or watching TV. They don't, they're not, that's where they're not comfortable. They're, they're a guard dog to the extreme when they're protecting what they need to their area their whatever type thing so mm-hmm. uh yeah and so and then to, to put, you know doodle a great peer doodle so don't even get me going down that one <laughs> but anyway and so like i said the great peers like and you've heard me say that many times that is a true honorable dog because it doesn't need a human and honestly, a lot of huskies too are the same way you know what i mean they don't need us humans okay they're bred to pull uh, give me something to pull and let's go <laughs> no i don't want to sit on the couch and be your human or whatever type thing but the thing is is that there's a lot of personalities of ones that can blend into that and not be so serious about give me something to do mm-hmm. you know but majority is like okay where are we going and if you're not nothing's happening at home you can find them five miles down the other way because they're notorious <laughs> you know uh, runners looking for something. So anyway, okay. Last call of the day. So our last caller, Heidi, wants some tips on training her dog to be a therapy dog to visit nursing homes and hospitals and such. Okay. Hey, Heidi, how are you doing? Hey, good. How are you guys? Good. What kind of pupper do you got? He is a three-year-old uh, golden retriever. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. And then have you gone through training? Yes. Oh, he's good. gone through training. Okay. Okay. Um, we have other animals, you know, in the house. He's good with strangers. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I okay. don't know what. I, I've done a little research online to try and figure out where you go mm-hmm. to do something like this, to be certified, or I don't even know. You know, it's, it was all very confusing when I started doing right. some research. So yeah. I'm just looking for a little direction. And, and see, It just yeah. depends yeah. on how vast you want to do it. You know, there's friends of mine that have just awesome dogs that they have either a parent or a grandparent at a home and that they just go to that place and bring the dog and then technically it's therapy, okay? When you take right. therapy, you, you then you want, to, you want to open the door to all senior homes, all hospitals, all, you know, what, what do you have in mind for that dog? Okay, because therapy work is hard work as far as for the dog going into new situations, being petted by strangers. And so the thing is, is that that's why they used to, once they were certified, they didn't recertify them. And then they found out some therapy dogs started burning out because they were just tired of it. And so that's why you got to know your dog. Is he having a good time still or is he kind of apprehensive? Like, yeah, let's stay home and watch TV. (laughs) All right. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. and, And they do have the test online. Now, total recall up at Forest Lake. Force Lake. Well, technically it's Force Lake, and then Hugo. It's right at the cusp yeah. there. But anyway, yeah. Graded does uh, uh, therapy classes. Okay, you could try. Okay. You could try different, bigger canine. You know, uh, th- you know, because me, it's just just Katie Canine. I just do the everyday family dog. You know, and some nose work. You know, and just obedience and manners. All right, I don't do the therapy. But th- what they want for the therapy is a dog that is well behaved. Where you put the dog just on a plain buckle collar, and you can't use training. Or sometimes some of them allow general leaders. Whereas, you, let's say you got uh, 10 people in a room that you can sew in and out of the 10 people, and the dog is friendly and happy, but not jumping on them. 
Okay. Uh, they'll put the dog across the room and then now recall him. Does he come into you or decide to go, okay, we're going to go over here and check this out. All right. Um, uh, Okay. Somebody that's walking in a walker. Okay. What is a dog or a wheelchair? Is a dog like, oh my God, get me out of here. Okay. Or like in a walker with bent over with a towel over its head. So it looks very ominous. Okay. Does a dog bark at it or does he kind of like, okay, what is this? Should I check this out? What do I need to do? Okay. So there's, different tests so they can find them but yeah you can call Greta up a total recall okay and force okay. force like hugo i'm not sure what the address is uh, yeah. and there's other yeah. bigger schools that have therapy training um, and all it is is just getting ready for the test if you've already sure. had training if you have not had any training they require at least a six to seven week course so that you get control of the dog because remember you cannot use a training collar for the tests all right. right. And so, uh, right. but so that all it is is just getting the dog, you know, so that you, you've got a dog that just accepts no matter what's around the corner. They don't spook, they don't bolt, you know, and they look to you for direction. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Okay. Thanks. Well, good luck with it. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. And there's so many therapy things, you know, like re- do- kids reading to dogs because kids, dogs aren't judgmental. Yeah. If a kid trips over a word, the dog doesn't give them the look like, hey, try it again. <laughs> they just like, okay, whatever. You know, and the kid will correct himself. That's one that I, there's a several organizations, that's what they do. You just have therapy dogs that's for nice. kids to read to. I yeah. did that when I was a kid, except it was, I would spend summers at my grandma's house uh, in Nebraska, in Skyler, Nebraska, small town, okay. like cattle town. And one of her close friends, had like donkeys and llamas and horses okay. and big expansive farm, but a lot of donkeys. Uh-huh. And we'd take the baby donkeys to go visit the old folks home. Oh, where nice. My great grandma was there. Oh, cool. And they adored the donkeys and they were so soft. The uh-huh. small ones. Oh yeah. They, I, they loved it. I wow. had a blast. I got pooped on by a bunch of donkeys though. <laughs> I was good. My first came to thought, did you bring them in the buildings? Oh yeah. Oh, oh really? And then what did we do about the poop factor? I cleaned it up. Okay. Okay. You, you, they poop, and sometimes it's on your shirt, sometimes it's on the floor. It's They're farm people. You yes. just clean it up. That's in Skyler, Nebraska, no one's, that's unsanitary. Yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to leave. That's very true. <laughs> that's very true. You know, the uh, donkey apples and horse apples, as long as they're not having the runs, is really easy to clean up. So, mm-hmm. But that is. But like I said, there's so many therapy. And then there's people that, well, I just want to bring my dog, you know, to like uh, this this apartment building because my my mom has some friends in there that could be use a dog visit. It. You don't need to be therapy, you know, you know, certified to go do that, you know, type thing. So there's a lot of times you can bring your dog without having it be certified to do its thing. So it is what it is. So hey, remember go to mytalk1071.com uh, and go to the Katie K9 page, and you can go to my Facebook page. Leave me a message or call me or whatever about ideas you want to hear on the show, and we'll get some guests on and we'll talk about those things. And once again, Ellie, you are awesome. I appreciate your 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 uh, technologyism. <laughs> I don't know if that's a word. And remember, and this show is dedicated to Ian Puttin, one of the best people you'd ever met and ever want to know. So uh, you all have a great week, and we'll see you next week.